0: Are you an enthusiastic wine drinker but sweat uncontrollably over a restaurant list from Albarino to Zweigelt? Set aside your fears, relax, and start enjoying wine without worry. Here's your host, Jameson Fink. Hey, it's summer, and when the seasons change, my wine drinking changes, and one of the things I like to focus on in the wonderful summer season is the abundance of lighter-style, refreshing wines that you can enjoy well-chilled, um, although I do enjoy them year-round, they're most pleasurable in the summertime, in the hot summer months, with involving uh, sun and elevated temperatures. And uh, for someone as pale as me, uh, maximum shade and umbrellas. And who better to discuss this with than my friend, Marissa Ross. She's a writer, comedian, and she is the author of a super cool blog that you should check out called Wine All The Time. It's wine-allthetime.com. And Marissa, thanks for being on the show. Uh, what wines do you like to drink when it's hot out in the summer? Or you live in LA, so it's almost year round. Yeah. But when it's, when it's in LA weather, normal.
1: Yeah, it's funny because uh, I was here in March and everyone was freaking I was, We're in New York right now. Um, so when I was in New York in March, everyone was freaking out that rosé season was coming. And I was like, what does that mean? I drink rosé all the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I drink chilled wines year round. But in the summertime, I love like a good vino baird. Do you say Verde or do you say Verde?
0: I say uh Verde. I, I don't know Ver- if it's I don't know. I'm I don't know if that's right or wrong. Okay,
1: cuz I was always saying vino verde cuz verde uh-huh. like the color, like green. Right, like, that's what I was. Yeah, and then some, you know, a, a wine person Uh-oh. like made me one of them. One of them yeah. made me really insecure about it and was like it's Verde. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Is it?" So now I just go back uh-huh. and forth and uh-huh. I wait for the next person. I'm
0: I'm a little terrified now, too.
1: Okay, well, well, you know what? Then I feel like we can say Vino Verde. Yeah, sure. Because like, th- let's just make that our thing.
0: I could say Viognier too if I wanted to.
1: Yes, you could. You and could. You know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, I just think that Verde is like nicer to say. So we're just gonna go with that. Okay. Um, I love Vino Verdes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely one of my favorite white wines. I love a crisp Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I get a little sweet. Um, I'm not bad into that. And I love. Oh my gosh! I just love like Gamays. Or like, mm. uh, like a nice French blend that like you can kind of chill. Mm. You know, one of those organic guys. So um, I'm all over the board. I just like uh, I love um, just stuff that you can put in the fridge, and drink it all day.
0: Yeah, well, that's the nice thing about Vino Verde, is, <laughs> is, is that it's uh, it's really low in alcohol, usually. It's like, I don't know, like 8% alcohol. Yeah. It's a little fizzy, too. It's a little spritzy. I which love effervescent. That's like, and that's why it's a great summertime thing, too. Like, it's fizzy, it's fun. The, well, it's the fizz cheap. makes it refreshing. Yeah, and it's cheap. It's like always, I mean, well under $10. Dude, the
1: the most expensive bottle of Vino Verde uh-huh. I've bought was actually in this hotel room, and I paid uh-huh. a, a handsome $40 for it. Holy I know, and I was <laughs> (laughs) like they're lucky that it's pouring rain outside Uh and they have me by the balls Uh and it's the cheapest thing on the menu that i um think i'll enjoy and i did i enjoyed it very much i I enjoyed some of it this morning oh wow well it's a
0: great breakfast wine i mean that lower in alcohol refreshing it goes great with corn flakes or uh, egg white omelets
1: or just you know empty stomach and yeah sure yeah well it's the bubbles
0: are kind of soothing on the (laughs) empty stomach yeah they're gentle
1: if you think about it it's really just a meal you can make it a meal
0: and I yes, uh, Vino Verde. It's a meal. It's breakfast. Um, yeah, yeah. And I love um, also that you mentioned. You mentioned Gamay, um, yes. which is a typically a lighter style red grape, especially in uh, well, really everywhere, but most famously in Beaujolais and then Loire Valley too. I think a lot of people. Don't think that like oh it's hot out I can still enjoy red wine but you can with those those lighter style reds and that's what I like about them
1: Oh, oh one hundred percent I think that they're ext- I mean I love them all year round because you can have them at room temperature and they can go with um they can go with heartier meals but I think that they're just fantastic for just chilling and um, enjoying on their own or you know just with um, some you know seven layer dip mm-hmm. with Netflix or mm-hmm. whatever you want to do with them I think the gamays are um, I don't want to say that they're underrated, but I think I love them more than everyone else. Like I just love them so much.
0: Well, I think the thing about Gamay is that no one really knows about it. And when they think Beaujolais, they think Beaujolais Nouveau, which yeah. I mean, it'd be so you know, it's like the low-hanging fruit of wine that people like to beat up on. But uh, I enjoy it. Yeah,
1: I really enjoy Beaujolais.
0: I love Beaujolais, yeah itself, yeah. and I love Gamay. But I think people who love Pinot Noir need to drink more Gamay because if they like lighter style reds. Uh, Gamay is where it's at and it's a lot cheaper. You can get really high quality at a lot less price than um Pinot Noir which can get exponentially crazy expensive.
1: It's so funny that you bring that up too because my best friend for example, she would only drink Pinot Noir forever. Mm-hmm. And um I'm I'm I love, you know, all sorts of wine. Um, but she always assumed that I everything I drank tasted like Cabernet because mm-hmm. I was a notorious Cabernet drinker for a long time. Oh, I did not. Know uh, that. Yeah, the Cabernet is like kind of how I got into wine, which is okay. kind of an odd one.
0: I got into it with, like, oaky, buttery Chardonnay. Yeah,
1: so we're we're kind yeah. of on the same, yeah. yeah. So she always just assumed that anything I was going to give her, even though that wasn't true, but mm-hmm. she just had it in her head that, like, anything that I was drinking was going to be too much for her and she only would drink Pinot Noir only drink Pinot Noir and finally like she started drinking a little bit of Beaujolais and now you know now she's like the queen of Gamay's Uh and I'm like see if you just listen like once you listen to me like it's such a great crossover and I think it actually has a lot more um, range than a lot of Pinot Noirs I mean maybe not a lot more range but it's just a, a different range that I really enjoy personally.
0: And the one uh, summertime wine that that we haven't discussed that is probably that is the the king and queen. Actually, yes. it's not even gender specific. I hate that male female yeah. wine type stuff. Um, I is, do
1: that though. I feel bad. Oh,
0: there. I don't like it at all. It well, makes it, it makes me angry.
1: I don't do it in like um. I don't mean to do it. It's just like mm-hmm. when I'm reviewing wines, like so many times, like the wine just takes on its own personality. Right. Like for me, like there's so many wines that are like uh, like the most beautiful woman in the uh-huh. in the room sort of personality, mm-hmm. and then there's also like dark like brooding. Man. And wine you uh-huh. know where so it's like I guess not so much like I know where you're going with this so yeah. I don't want to ruin what you're going to say or where, where we're going but uh, it's less like I don't like to say like this wine is for men and this wine is for right. women but I kind of personify wine as like Different personalities, which I don't know.
0: I think that's fine. It's well, I'm only thinking of one specific thing where people say that if a wine is elegant, it's feminine, and if it's powerful, it's masculine. Like that, uh, like po- yeah. power equals male, elegance equals female, because there are a lot of uh, elegant men out there, like There's, me. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> and I think of myself as a very powerful yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. are the embodiment of why that stereotype is bold. Yeah, and
1: you know it's so funny you bring that up because I feel like I haven't heard that in a while, but I think that that's just maybe the people. I surround myself with Mm -hmm. I mean I I definitely don't think About wine in that way
0: Um, The uh, Italian wine merchants uh, In New York They have a great Wine blog And actually Uh um, One of the employees there Wrote something really uh, Fantastic about that I'll, uh, I'll send it your way
1: Please do okay.
0: Well, um, <laughs> we've uh, So, I started Did I say yeah, rosé? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I got off a tangent no, I got off on my feminist Like, like ah, I hate this um, <laughs> No,
1: you didn't even say What we were drinking Yeah, yeah Oh my god really We
0: have, very... have we, We've just been sitting here
1: Just chatting y- about Yeah,
0: yimmer- yammering And not even uh, drinking wine So, yeah. I brought a rosé we're, uh, yes. we're actually We're actually in a hotel room In Brooklyn Yes And um, what do you do In a hotel room in Brooklyn But drink fancy rosé
1: Yeah, I mean Well, what do you do In any hotel room? You drink
0: You drink You drink
1: if you're traveling you're drinking at yeah. least that's the way that i travel i'm like right. why I leave my well i'm even drinking it's a, it's a taste home. of home yes yes yeah. it's a taste of everywhere yes, i mean yeah. i guess um, so i brought
0: mm-hmm. uh, a rosé uh, i went to this wine shop uh, oh now i'm gonna freak out i'm gonna say it wrong it's uva like uva uh,
1: yeah i actually just drove by it and i was uh-huh. like oh man that place is so much cooler than the place i bought my wine from uh-huh. i was uh-huh. like
0: bon, bon. <laughs> um, but uh so i got a rosé from um this california producer and i've 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 seen this on Instagram a lot. I've
1: seen this as well, but yeah. I've yet to have it. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: like the this. I feel I'm feeling super cool wine geek right I now. I feel
1: like you are a super cool wine well, geek. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: feeling is mutual. Um, so it's Arno Roberts, and it is a California rosé. And what's interesting about it, I didn't know, I didn't even look at the back label until yeah. like an hour ago. It's made from Triga Nacional, which is isn't that crazy? I
1: don't even think I know what what that's going to taste like. Uh, I'm
0: well, really I don't good. either because I only know it as a. a, a a grape for making port and you know like powerful portuguese red wines i've never seen it in rosé form and it's like a textbook like dreamy rosé it's like super light and pale and beautiful and the bottle's sweating it's like i know it's
1: extremely sexy right now yes let's do it i love how like you are holding this microphone and pouring wine you are just you're extreme professional this isn't
0: my first rodeo
1: yeah no it's not great work
0: it's all that hotel room drinking
1: yeah (laughs) well cheers thanks so much yeah i have no Mm. idea what this is gonna be like i'm it's good. Yeah, I was afraid it was gonna be
0: sweeter. Now it's pretty. It's got um. God, I wish I had a better vocabulary. It's got a unique flavor that I can't um put my kind of. It's kind of mandarin orangey.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting because it, it is it it is fruit forward, but I I mean I mean maybe not fruit forward, but it's fruity, but not that yeah. sweet. Like it has like a really nice Christmas on it. Yeah, it's good. Crisp. Yes. Every time I say Christmas Merry like, Christmas. Yes, yes, every single
0: time. This is actually a non denominational podcast. Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays. Yeah. yeah. Your also... friends in June <laughs> in New York.
0: <laughs> Your friends from a hotel room in Brooklyn.
1: Yes. Also too, like this is um I like this because it has a, a bit of a bigger body than roses I normally drink, but it's still but it doesn't have like the weight, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's
0: um it's like richness without weight.
1: Yes, yes, which is really nice. Um, I think it seems
0: they'd... like it would be like a physical impossibility
1: It is, I, I, yeah Like a I, piece of chocolate that
0: that's rich But it doesn't weigh anything, it's like floating in the air Yeah Well, I guess Provencal rosés would be kind of the textbook ones yeah. They're super light, super pale I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of exceptions to that But, um I mean, they're really light and light on, on the palate. And like you said, yeah, this still is refreshing, but it's got some kind of richness texture thing.
1: Yeah, it has some good, like, it has, like, a nice mouthfeel to it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, a little bit fuzzier yeah. than some other um, rosés I've had, which is good. I mean, the great thing about this, though, is I I really am extremely particular about my rosés and really my white wines. Generally, like, when I'm buying for myself, I love super crisp dry. Mm-hmm. And this this is, like, a bit softer and, I mean, not warm Warm is the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying it's like a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit warmer while still maintaining that that freshness, um, which I think is just really impressive.
0: So I should also mention that we are here in Brooklyn because uh, we have we are both finalists for a Civil Blog Award. In we're winners the, already yeah, just
1: yeah, by yeah, being nominated. Yeah, yeah. We did it.
0: Um, and one of the things that uh, I feel, if I might be so bold, have in common with you is that um, uh, you, you know you're you have a great approachability. You have a great sense of humor and what I read and what you write and um, I wonder if that's due in part kind of like for me I think a lot of that came from I was a wine buyer in a grocery store and I'd sell you know Woodbridge 1.5s and boxes of Franzia but then I'd also sell uh, pool and, and Vino Verde and things like that that were really fun too but I got a great perspective on uh, questions that people had and what people drink instead of you know like oh I'm drinking a Tarika Nacional Rosé naturally I
1: can't even say it yeah. I just love that you can even say it that's amazing yeah. well
0: I can always have my producer like like edited it to make sound. I'll get I'll get no, someone I'm from Portugal. Blah, blah, blah. Someone from Portugal will, will dub it over. Please. Yeah, it'll sound yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but. um, I'm wondering, is that so? What what are what are your when you're drinking wine with friends who aren't you know? I mean, I'm 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 guessing you have friends who aren't wine bloggers or wine professionals.
1: No, I only hang out with wine bloggers. Yeah, I guess you would be my only friend. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it would be a lonely world. But what um what do you what do they ask you about wine? What do what do you find are sort of barriers for wine enjoyment or more wine knowledge when you're hanging out with your friends?
1: I think that there's two things. Um, One I previously mentioned where a lot of people think that they only like one type of wine mm. and that's it and they've had white wine and they didn't like one type of white wine so now they don't like any white wine and they are extremely um, um, they're they're just adamant that they don't like something when they really don't know and that and that's always hard for me with them because it's like dude just try it I, I know I know someone once gave you a really you yeah. know grigio and, and I like, never
0: try it again yeah
1: and it's like and it's not even and with them it's also like oh it was that one white wine I don't like all white wine so that's always like interest. that's like a hard interesting kind of thing for me to deal with with them Um, most of my friends just make fun of me Mm -hmm. um, about this sort of thing because I didn't start out in wine and it's always kind of funny that I'm doing this now Um, so it's like oh Marissa the wine expert Mm -hmm. so a lot of it's like much more snarky Uh, generally they're great though about like You know, if I'm like, if I'm like, dude, you got to try this. They're, they're pretty good about it. And they, the questions that they generally ask are kind of just, I feel like questions that most people ask about wine that they don't know when they don't really know much. Just, you know, how, like, how are you tasting that? And just helping them understand that taking the time to connect their mind to their senses instead of just like chugging something and then like Instagramming it or whatever and like being present and actually drinking it I feel like that's the thing I give most to them and that's the thing that they ask most of me is like how do you smell that like how do you taste that it's like well you actually have to like take the time to smell it or take the time to taste it and also you got to drink a lot so stop stop just drinking Pinot Noir if you want to be able to taste like a multitude of flavors and other things so um, hopefully that wasn't too rambly.
0: No, 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 no. How did, so, um, I don't even know how you got involved in writing about wine. Like what, what was the point where you're like, you know what, I want to start a wine blog and I want to pursue this.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty interesting. Cause I was a com- I, I was pursuing comedy and, um, like performing and writing and I just always, I had a blog and I just was always drinking wine cause I have a lot of anxiety and not that I condone, um, you know, self medicating. Of the course alcohol. not. But uh, for me personally, like I drank wine to kind of alleviate this anxiety that I had with writing and putting myself out there on the internet. And wine just kind of became a major player in all of my writing where I became known for being this wino. And um, then one day my friend was like, my friend Molly Mackler started Hello Giggles and she wanted me to do video stuff and I didn't know what to do. And she goes, You know, you're always drinking these like, cheap bottles of wine you should review them and i was like oh yeah that's like a cool idea like i don't really know what i'm talking about but like you don't really need to know what you're talking about to drink wine like I whatever. You, no
0: it truly don't no yeah. you
1: truly don't and so it was always just and then it, it was just this like great hobby and then about a year ago um i went out for staffing for tv again and didn't get you know hired and um you know, it's a it's a extremely competitive world in comedy, and yeah, um, I
0: mean, with my anxiety levels about things, I can't even imagine auditioning and stuff like that. Oh, my head yeah. would explode.
1: It was it was it was extremely intense, and um, you know, and it's just there's just you know, like 10 shows get canceled and then like all those writers from those 10 shows get picked up for all the other shows. And so it's it's just hard to break in. And, um, you know, no one was knocking down my door to write comedy. Uh, but people really wanted me to write about wine and I had been still doing it like as a hobby, but then I started getting, you know, um, offers from like Coppola to like go and do like campaigns with them and like video work and things like that. And I realized I was like, Oh, this is a lot more fun than sitting in a room with like like, a bunch of, like, snarky dudes and, like, writing comedy for 14 hours a day when I could be, like, hopefully traveling and drinking great wine and, like, eating good food and, like, hanging out in Brooklyn, Uh drinking rosé and gin, you know? And it's so funny. As soon as I really did make the decision to focus on that and take wine more seriously, um, it's all fallen into place. And wine is something that's so enjoyable. It was, like, a very easy – like, once I made the choice, I was like, oh, why why haven't I always been doing this? It's um, delightful and fun
0: yeah so what was um talk about visiting wineries what was your last uh win- you were in napa pretty recently right
1: yeah well i was there for a music festival which oh, okay. is a
0: what about the time before as an avid reader of your blog uh, i yeah. recall something
1: i was there in march i mean my favorite my favorite winery in california is scribe like hands okay. down i don't know if i've you-
0: never had their wines
1: oh my gosh so they're my favorite my favorite california wine listen up scribe yeah, no, they know. I think okay. that I think that they like I'm like kind of like their fangirl. Like it's oh, almost good. embarrassing. I don't know. I don't know. Their their winemakers like follow me and unfollow me on Instagram a couple times. Oh. so I mean, like they like who knows? I could be writing the line, but um, of like weirdness. But um, they follow me right now, so we're cool. Good. Um, but yeah, so I love Scribe because uh, I think that they really. I don't think that they. I think that revolutionizes like the wrong word, but so much of Napa is very much like all about big bold, you know, Cabernets yeah. and Merlots and those but big like buttery oaky Chardonnays, and um, they they kind of just do their things a little bit differently. They use um, all native yeasts. I'm pretty sure. I know that they don't use. Uh, it's. I'm pretty. sure. I don't know if they're organic, but you know they're using yeasts that they have, and they're. Both their big reds, I love their Cabernet and their Pinot Noir are very carbonate and just like almost, you know, poppy. Mm -hmm. And they also have like an unskinned Chardonnay that is just that... I never thought that I would be turned around on a varietal as much as I have been on Chardonnay. Like, I really thought I was always going to hate Chardonnay. I'm yeah, sorry. That's okay. I know you love it. Um, I'm not a big fan of the big oaky French stuff. Um,
0: I confess that I, I, I do have a fondness. It was a confession. I I, I, yeah. I waved that flag. I like I like oak on Chardonnay, period, at the end. I, I bring it on.
1: Yeah, and I think that's great, and I think that that's awesome. Zephyr that Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's great. They, though like, I personally don't. That's just not a, a pal- that's not my flavor that I enjoy. But they do an unskinned Chardonnay, and they also do a stainless steel Chardonnay that completely changed my mind on the bridal and made me really um, embrace it and be open to it again, which I think is something. Um, commendable, you know. Like if someone can, if if I can be so. I mean, there's videos of me on the internet where I'm like, I'm never gonna drink Chardonnay. F*** Chardonnay, uh-uh. like I can hate this. Like, how dare anyone bring me Chardonnay? And now, like I, can... I cried
0: when I watched that video. Yeah,
1: I bet, I bet. Um, but I still was excited was to meet like... you. I
0: was still happy to meet you. I put, <laughs> I put that like aside.
1: Behringer. it was like yeah. Behringer, like Chardonnay. It was like Bo- or it was like Chateau Saint Michel, like it Chardonnay. Was,
0: it was super, it was super generic Chardonnay.
1: Yes, yeah. So I mean, you kind of can't judge a.
0: I love. Berenger, um, their top Chardonnay, the Private Reserve one,
1: they, that Berger is that is
0: super, stuff. that is super oaky, that is like lush. Yeah, because that with oak. is it's like
1: nineteen nineties California, just like. I, I
0: love the it. I love it. It's, of course, it's, you yeah. do. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so Scribes my favorite. They have my they're my favorite wines, and they also have a beautiful beautiful vineyard. And um, their tasting room, they do it all outside on these like gorgeous um, big picnic tables, and it's kind of like. Um, all these extremely beautiful like San francisco blonde girls that are just you like want to be them and they're like are i and like hello like welcome to scribe and wow um, but yeah and uh, no it's like every time I go there I'm like can I join the cult like how mm-hmm. where do I like sign up I'll yeah. stay here forever um my boyfriend always teases that it's like the you know the uh, the pilot episode of Portlandia like mm-hmm. have you seen Portlandia I've seen it a couple times okay so in the pilot episode there's like a leaky farms you know where they go and like find the chicken oh okay and it's like Jason Sudeikis is like this hot cult leader mm-hmm. it's kind of like that
0: okay it's okay. like where it's like this replace re- the chickens with wine
1: yeah it's like this hot dude like these hot dudes and all these like really beautiful women like all just being like welcome to our beautiful place full of beautiful wine and you're like whoa this is heaven So,
0: um, That sounds really awesome. I'll have to try some of the wine. You got it. You have to try it. It's so good. And And it
1: sounds like I might want to visit. You should visit. You should definitely do both. So the last time I was there, I mean, I've gone there a couple times, and um, I I, I love going up there, um, and there's plenty of really, really beautiful wineries up there, but that one is always my favorite. Like, every single time I go, I'm like blown away by the wines, and I'm also blown away by the uh, facilities, so...
0: And then one last thing I want to touch on, I think that's about uh, writing about wine and wine education and blogging, that you have written about. Um, you also write for Vice for Munchies. Uh, it's true. It's, um, what is it, munchies.vice.com?
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like a weird thing. It's like, yeah, I think it's like vice.munchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay.
0: Like... Munchies, Vice, you'll find it. Um, but you wrote something about um, uh, how to know if your sommelier is legit. Yeah or, or, or can you trust them can right you can trust... you trust them right yeah. yeah it was it was it was much better stated there
1: it was just can you trust your yeah. tummy yeah, yeah. can that you was... trust your smell there was yeah.
0: no, no profanity in the title yeah. um uh lots of profanity in the rest yes yes phone. but there's plenty in the rest yes. um so what And you had many points but what do you think is you know the most important thing for someone who uh you know sits down in the restaurant is is freaking out about ordering wine what's what's like your most important thing you would want them to know to to put their mind at ease
1: I, for me, I think in something that I truly want to project into the wine community, or I think that my audience is, you know, getting into wine. I don't think that like, uh, you know, someone that's toured Bordeaux gives a about what I
0: have. To They're say. not like Triga nacional Rose Had it?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that for me, um, I really want people to start just like kind of embracing their ignorance and being okay with the fact that they don't know anything, because a huge part of the problem I think is that people are scared to admit they don't know what certain things are and I you know I go into restaurants and I know quite a bit about wine but I still go into restaurants and there'll be I don't know anything that's on the menu so I think I for me I want people to just start being like hey it's cool I don't know anything like what do you like What should I have? Like, what do you think I should have? Like, and really, it's hard because I know that there's people that are really um, a lot less optimistic than I am, but I, I generally think that some ways are, are there to help you and to articulate what you want and be honest that you're not sure about things and be curious and adventurous and, and, and take pride in that. You know, like for me, I think I go in somewhere, I'm like, I don't know any of these wines but i want to be adventurous and have fun and like what do you think i should get like what do you think is going to go right. best with this and really just embracing hey i don't know shit, like can help me out dude yeah. and um, taking power out of that so yeah
0: i think showing that enthusiasm interest to an excitement and be like i don't know what any of it is but i want to try it i like yeah. this stuff help me
1: Well, and, like, so much, like, it's so funny to me because, like, people with food, for example, they'll be like, I'll have the beef heart tartare covered in quail eggs, and they won't think twice about it, and they'll be like, oh, I'll just give it a try. Mm -hmm. With wine, people really think of it as more of an investment, and um, they're a lot less willing to just try things, and I wish that people would take the same... Kind of adventurous spirit that they have with food, and apply it to wine because that's how you find out about what you do and don't like. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, and then I want to finish up. I actually, I'm actually going to read something that you wrote. Oh boy! Wait, yeah. wait! wait I should oh my gruner. Okay, we have a gruner veltliner too. Wait, oh god! To I gotta, Jesus. I gotta chug this.
1: Yeah, you gotta chug. We got a gruner that I haven't had.
0: So you picked up a gruner veltliner, an Austrian gruner veltliner. It yes, looks like. I did. Oh I... whoa! That. The oh god, and now I got to say the name, the FX Peichler, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's I have fancy. no,
1: I have no idea, dude. Hot dude, I know. Well, you went to like the cool hip wine store, and I went to like a Rockefeller Center like bougie ass place because I was like, oh god, like I've got to get back to
0: Brooklyn. And but I you came, yeah. but you came out with a rock star wine.
1: I'm hoping. I yeah. don't know. I haven't had it. Like it could suck.
0: No, it, I'm, it's a great producer. Oh, you know this producer? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, one be tight. of the best. Oh my yeah.
1: god, that's the best because I was like, I don't know who this is. But uh, now I'm stoked. Like, cheers! All right, Man, cheers. I did a good Cheers, job. To Yeah. Maybe yeah. this wine shop didn't suck. Yeah, it's
0: good. That's great. Yeah, it's killer.
1: Not quite cold enough, but
0: yeah. But Sorry. it's um uh yeah, it's not quite cold enough. But um, I think when you when you I drink, I
1: rushed here. Yeah, I, I didn't know,
0: have that much chill. I, <laughs> I know. No, I'm not not casting blame. But uh, it's like Jameson, when you drink. Are
1: you shaming me yes. for my yeah. not chilled enough, Springer? Yeah, we'll
0: we'll lead with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> what i like about like when you have you know when you drink like cheap beer it has to be like super ice cold and yes. you, you got to crush that can otherwise you're going to be drinking something that's really nasty like with really high quality white wines when when you drink them when you taste them warm or slightly chilled there's nowhere for that yeah. to hide it's no. not hiding under like uh you know it's like arctic temperatures
1: well and i i completely agree and i think that almost i mean i in a million years i never thought i'd say this but i think that uh the the true test of a great white wine is usually if you can have it closer to room. Yeah. If absolutely. you can still drink it at room and, um, this is still delicious. I mean, it's,
0: yeah, it's really it's good. It's
1: not as good as yeah. it could be. Yeah. But, but it will it's be. still delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just give it like, I mean, by the time we go to those awards, when yeah, these it'll two bottles perfect. are gone, it yeah, yeah. will be great. You're like, I'm not sitting here and getting wasted with you. I'm like, yes <laughs> yeah. you are. It's game over. All right.
0: Now I got to read this quote that you wrote. Mm-hmm. This is quotation.
1: And this is, I can't believe how. Uh, yeah. Well, research.
0: I worked my ass off for this, oh, man. and every episode for every guest. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, so this was this was your uh, sort of your conclusion, writing about uh, being at a restaurant and dealing with sommeliers and how you know if they're they're good. So here it is: <clears throat> trust your gut. It will always tell you when people are not chill, and will always tell you when wine is delicious. And those are the only two things you really need in this life.
1: I think that's true.
0: I think it's great. That's fantastic.
1: I mean, because I, I mean, so many people people are like there's a bunch of assholes out there like there's a bunch of them like they're everywhere they're They're everywhere everywhere. they're everywhere you don't know where they're gonna turn up and like you also don't know where a great wine is gonna turn up you know like I I just I think that I think that if you really it kind of goes back to what I was saying about actually being present in smelling your wine and being present in tasting your wine being like present in like knowing your intuition being like oh that guy sucks and I can't trust that human is very similar to also being like This is delicious. I'm gonna drink all of this. I think that Mm those, I don't know if they always go hand in hand, but hopefully they do with wine.
0: Well, we know what goes uh, hand in hand with summer drinking. It's vino verde. Yes. Damn it. It's vino verde.
1: It's verde. We're making, we're we're taking a stand. It's verde. They come in green bottles. Yeah,
0: right. Green, verde. Verde. Salsa verde.
1: Salsa verde, right? Uh, Vino
0: verde is much different than salsa verde. Yeah, they yes. equally uh, a delight. Yeah. With
1: a little bit of, like, maybe green peppers. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. So uh, drink vino verde in the summer. Drink uh, dry rosés like this Arno Roberts, which is very intriguing and very tasty. Drink yes. your uh, Austrian gruner Veltliner. Drink some Gamay. Chill it down. And uh, also... Don't forget to go to uh, wine all the That's Marissa's blog. And I'm at jamesonfink.com. And uh, thanks for being on the show.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is a, a huge pleasure and um, such an honor to be featured on Jameson's podcast.
0: N- now let's go to an award ceremony.
1: Yeah, let's win some <laughs> bitches.
0: <laughs> You're listening to Wine Without Worry with Jameson Fink.